Welcome to House Common Blood, where strangers are a family. Every episode may contain graphic content, such as copious amounts of blood, unnecessary cursing, death of all ages, infantile to immortal, fantasy drug use, nudity, and perhaps mentions of sex, and sound effects of various qualities. We cannot stress enough that this is mature content with adult themes. You have been warned. Have a shockingly good day. Look over to see her and say, well, I'm a little ticked off still. Maybe we can blow off some steam with these guys. So, you know what? This kind of reminds me of like, so what is that game? Ah, now I remember. It's called Pool. Like actually like literally like creates a smoke pool stick. The bull from the center of the town get pushed back with each uh, hit. Corner pocket. How does a follower of your god, how does the roars look? Like a slight stream of air flowing around him and it kind of smells like the ocean. Now it's everyone's hair is kind of doing it. So as this thing is approaching, Atticus watches it climbs up and it just has enough time just to kind of, as it rushes in, it looks up and there is a barrel of a gun right at its face and he just fires off two quick shots. Yeah, so again, like, Happy looks towards Mavet and probably just goes, Are you sure? Do it. As they come up, they begin to scrape and skewer some of the people on the battlefield. Is that I'm going to tiptoe around Aluia? Excuse me. Excuse me. So that I can chuck the thing I need to throw, the eye stalk of death, and catapult it to hit this dude. I'm holding my spear. It disappears and it comes out to the side here and goes for the gorilla's rib cage. And it's going to disappear again and come back to my hand. So as Atticus is looking at his scope, he gets kind of more enraged and and it feels his animal nature taking over as he grows some fur, fangs lengthen, and he turns into a baboon. Mass healing word plus alchemist savant. Basically, Seer will throw Rascal up into the air, and you just see Rascal just machine gun everybody with, like, syringes. Uh, I hate shots. So the Sword Sweller puts the bottle to his mouth, swigs it around, you see his uh, cheeks uh, begin to bloat, and he holds out his hand like he's about to blow dust, and you see fire spew from his mouth as he uses a fire breath. It encompasses uh, Mavet, goes towards the Duke. The Duke is emulating. He, his skin is melting. You are seeing bone. Uh, the ape, like, is missing all of its fur. You can see the pale skin and the bubbling of uh, the fire. I just want to, like, get into this guy's brain for a moment. It's just like... Wait, guys, I can help! Do introductions first. Slow it down. Grab the reins. Slap the horse's ass. Welcome to House Comblood. My name's uh, Gray. I'm DM and host, and I'm here with Atticus. Hey, I'm Atticus Billingsley. Um, 
I do not condone with Gray slapping horses on the ass. Ah, funny. And I'm also here joined by Mavet. Subhanallah, everyone. I am Mavet. I play a awesome barbarian druid tree dude. Followed by Mega. Hello, I am Mega, and I play Eddie, the Otter Boy Triton, and also Bastard Class. As well as Luya. Uh, 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 hello there. Luya here. Uh, I play the cleric sorcerer that is a human. And finally, Seer. Hello! I am a person that's perpetually on fire, aka a fire genasi, that is an alchemist. And my name is Mil. Sorry. There you go. Alright, who the hell can tell me what the, what happened last session? An ape wouldn't die. Yep, is that. He was fighting the duke. There's that. <laughs> Mew was eaten by a bull. It happens. Uh, owl gorillas would not die. Yeah, we, we covered that one. Oh. <laughs> a flamethrower really took one for the team. Yep. And a few from the team, too. Yep. Yeah, now that I think about it, there really isn't much to cover from last session, so I'll fuck any inspiration. But good try, everybody. Oh, all right. Is everyone ready to get back into initiative? So just to, like, uh, tell the audience what's going on in the battlefield. We have a bull at the center of town. We have uh, a lizard that can turn people to the uh, into stone to the south, who recently had his cage open. And up to the north is uh, two uh, owlbears, uh, one surrounded by Mavet, uh, Aluya, and Rory, and another one really getting in a little too close to Atticus. Uh, right now, uh, we start off initiative with uh, Eddie. Eddie, is your turn. You are not surprised by this creature, so you can, uh, I-, I believe the wording is, you can choose to look away from the creature if you so desire. Yeah, I think he'll just uh, casually close his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you do for your turn? So, uh, I think first Eddie is just going to shout out, Hey, bras, if I don't come back, it's probably because I'm stoned. <laughs> That's fucking good. Been holding on to that one for two weeks? <laughs> Maybe. All right, look, it's just a very easy way to communicate. All right, what the fuck do you do, my man? So, uh, Eddie will just, like, uh, keep, uh, keep moving forward. Mm. <laughs> and then, as his bonus action, he's going to summon Eddie in a new location, specifically in the cage entrance. Oh, you dickhead. <laughs> yes. Yes, you could do that. I don't like it, but you could do it. <laughs> and then, uh... He's going to cast Fog Cloud. Okay. We'll go with. Uh, actually, no. Sorry, I just like uh, I just remembered. Uh, I want to. I want to keep that. Uh, I need to keep that web up for a little longer. <laughs> nah. Instead, I'll just do a regular Eldritch Blast. <laughs> All right. Shoot him, my man. Which just to uh, remind the audience, uh, uh, my character has blindsight, so. This will be a straight roll, even though Eddie has closed his eyes. All right. Let me have it. All right. Eddie blast number one for a 20 to hit. Yes. For 12 plus uh, four, 12 force damage and four bludgeoning. Okay. That'd be a 16. Got you. None of it's resisted, obviously. Force and bludgeoning. And then 
second eddy blast absolute hit to hit yeah for 13 force okay yeah uh yuri did a decent amount of damage to this poor little fucker uh animate this a little bit more for me like absolute animal abuse in this fucking cage <laughs> yeah eddie just starts walking forward and as he does so i, w- I would like to think that uh that smoky eddie just like suddenly detects it's like like that it needs to be somewhere else and then it just like immediately appears in front of the cage and starts like uh like body blocking it mm-hmm. as eddie like finally like uh like gets closer range senses the presence of both the uh, smoky eddie as well as the creature just like like uh just aims his uh aims his finger mm. it's just like uh there you are and then like as the as the smoke leaves his mouth like uh, like like a uh, two smoky blasts like a uh, shoot themselves in the face of the uh, of the creature mm. almost like he just like uh just like did like two like uh, smoke puffs in its face but more forceful <laughs> anything else on your turn my man uh no that was a uh, movement actions and bonus action that'll be it for eddie awesome possum atticus it's your turn there's a uh, ape right in front of you and is nearly dead i think the kind thing would be to put it out of its misery yeah, I got Pete on the phone. Um, they're not too happy. Good. I think I'll do these shots regular. Okay. Does a 30 hit? Yeah! Yeah. Yeah. 30 fucking hits. That's 12 damage. Still up. Does a 25 hit? Yeah. Uh, 9 damage. You were this close, my man. Just, like, I'm going to straight out tell you. Motherfucker. Oh, wait. Uh, I'm going to add a D6 to that then. Okay. Yeah. Do it. Come on. Six. So lucky. I was hoping because the guy has four HP left. So how do you kill him? I think his first shot opens the thing up, and he's almost gonna shoot it in the wrong place. But then he remembers more about how the last one died and decides to shoot it straight in the heart instead of the head. Yeah, shot to the heart. All right. Anything else on your turn, my man? Um, I forget. This red square is that web. Yep. I'm going to move over here so I can see the bowl. Anything else? Uh, no. Okay. My bet, it's your turn. You just saw your ally get put into a bronze bowl, and you see, like, his... Uh, you see the bronze armor turning a white and red hot, and you see steam blowing from its nose. What do you do? What I will do is use my movement. I'll move over here. Okay. Do you have enough movement for that? Yes, I do. Uh, did you make your dexterity save? Oh, to enter it. Yep. Right. Yep. So let's put you back. Yep. Man. 18. Did I save? Yeah, that should save. Yeah, you, you would have had advantage anyway, but uh, but yeah, you, you, you beat my DC. <laughs> it should. All right. All difficult terrain. Right there. So what I will do next is I am going to cast... How is Monkey Boy next to Roy looking? Very weak. If Aluya gets a good strike or if Rory gets a really good strike, it, the thing's going to die. Okay, then I will cast Chill Touch on him. Okay. On to uh, the creature. Uh, Doesn't hit anyone. Yeah, the ape. Yeah, and if memory serves me right, it's a ranged attack, so you'd do that at disadvantage anyways. Mm-hmm. Okay. And... Yeah, that will end my turn. Aluya, Rory O'Boyle. Let's just try and take care of this 
stupid monkey. Boop. And he'll go Blanking. in. Yeah. For a sword, I don't know how to do. Uh, 20 is a definite hit. Exactly the amount of HP it has with the 12 to hit. Finally. Scrab the kill. Uh, Rory looking a little annoyed by this damn thing. It's like, he's just going to finish him off. Looks to Aluya. He's ready. Takes out his sword and just slashes it across his chest. And just flicks it off the blood right by him. Anything else for Rory? That's outside of the web range, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Rory walks towards uh, the center of town, stopping before uh, the web. Mm-hmm. Mm. Is that it? Yes. Happy. All right, Atticus, what do they do? All right, I'm going to try to get this thing to spit up here. So I'm going to use the spikes. I'm trying to see. Yeah, you can angle it without uh, hurting. Yeah, I'm gonna, I don't care about this building, so I can <laughs> take out that one building. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. Yeah, It, it can be angled without hitting uh, Rascal, uh, Mavet, or Rory. So do the damage. 28. Yep. 28 damage. Flavor it up for me. Um, so I guess the spikes are going to kind of like come out of the ground and strike at the thing's feet. I'm just trying to get it to, to distract it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like spikes just like jut out of its uh, shoes or its um, metallic boots, I should say. That's it. Um, all the apes are dead. Take them off initiative. Uh, the minion is no more. Or uh, the slime minion. Uh, Seer! Let's talk about you for a second. Let's get everyone else. Yeah, let's get everyone else in here too. All right. So just as a reminder, um, each square is one foot. So if you want, you can take a total dash action and move about uh, uh, sixty feet. Um, an easy way of uh, just doing a quick uh, calculation. So you're inside of this maze. It seems damn near endless. Everything is made out of bronze and metal and you can feel the steam in the air as your uh, uh, your shoes begin to melt on the ground. Joke's on you. I made a fire. Damn right. But also, if you're if I'm really worried, I could pull out my alchemist jug and try to help alleviate it a bit more. Bye! Pouring about, I would say, throughout the entire time, maybe 12 mm-hmm. gallons worth of salt water. Because that's so specific... Yeah, I'll allow it. Um, I'll give you something for that. But for now, if I am in a cramped area, yeah, I will move forward about this far. So that's eight feet. It seems like a dead end for the first hallway. That's okay because I'm following a specific rule. Yep. And that is always following the left hand side for the entire time. Okay. Because even if even if I'm stuck here, eventually I'll get out. Okay. So go here. That's ten. Hmm. There you go. Unless the maze changes as he goes. Oh, I'd be so mad. Yeah. Yeah, I'll move forward here. If that's not a dead end. You see a uh, T corridor. Okay, let me make sure I do my math right. Yeah, that's 14. So that's two down. And it goes all the way down both ways. Hang on. There we go. Not a problem. Going left. As Sears kind of running through these hallways, they're not too panicked. They're just like, it's hot, but it's just like, really brings them back to, well when they were close to the boiling lake of their old home. So it's like, yeah, that makes sense. Follow procedure. Don't go into the lake. Don't dive into the lake. Just don't even think about the lake. The only difference with the lake, though, was that instead of boiling hot water, it was cold water. All right, I'm going down. Uh, so you uh, go down, and you do see that uh, the first corridor has, like, a uh, a bend to it. 
Okay. And then I go down. Yep. And it's a dead end. Cool. Saves me time. So then I move back to... So let me first get rid of that map. And then I move down for... Then I move down to, unless this is a dead end. Uh, you move down to... Go right ahead. And you see another corridor open with uh, two different paths again. All right, let me do some math. All right, I go to here. All right. You see that with uh, the first corridor, it has been to it. Okay. Heading to the second corridor first. The second corridor also has been to it. Okay, and that's two. I'm just making sure I'm keeping track of tiles. All right, so that is two up. It keeps going on, and it has been to it. Okay, two more. Another bend. Oh my god, so many two. Two more as they just kind of crawl through, following the path as much as they can. Another bend. Running out of cubes. All right, and then imagining Seer just sees this really long corridor as well. Yep, and another bend. All right, I only have eight more movements, so once I go here, I'm out. Okay. Once you get over there, you see another T intersection. Um, just to uh, clarify, do you uh, do anything? Like, uh, did you use your uh, uh, action dash? Yeah, since I only have a movement of 60. Let me see if I can make myself go faster. Can you? Let's see. No. All right. And I imagine, like, uh, this entire time we had, like, uh, like Resident Evil shots, like, from the OG, like, first game, where it's at fixed perspectives as you're uh, running down the corridor. And... As you get to this T-intersection, we see the camera zoom out and, like, the steam fog the camera lens until we get back to the original district. Um, Seer, I need you to make me a uh, DC uh, 17 constitution saving throw. Okay. Yep. Don't worry. It's nothing nasty, unfortunately enough. All right. Just for uh, shits and gigs, show you the furnace. At the start of the creature's turn within the bronze bowl, take uh, 1d4 uh, fire damage plus fire damage taken to the bronze bowl. But since no one's uh, attacked the bowl whatsoever with fire damage, you're fine. And just roll 1d4 and take half of it. You take two fire damage and probably resist it. <laughs> oh, this feels nice in here. Maybe I should take a bath in here. We cut to a spa scene with Seer. <laughs> All right. That's end of Seer's turn. We move on to uh, the Zirconian Lizard. I think he might do that. He's going to attack Eddie, see if he does anything, then move up and try to attack Eddie. That isn't confusing enough. All right. He's going to try to attack Echo Knight Eddie. Uh, 23 to hit. I assume that's a hit. Yep. Uh, 23 destroys Eddie. Yeah. Smoky Eddie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Mega, roll up a new character. Uh, get your fucking token out of my way. Takes a five foot step forward. He has like a. You guys seen, like, a pit bull walk, right? Like, uh, the paws in forward and shit. That's kind of how this thing walks. It has very broad shoulders. It just does a pit bull walk out of its cage. It looks at Eddie, and it's furious that's not looking at him. So he tries to rend uh, Eddie. But I don't think I'll get as much luck as... Uh... Witness me! Damn! Okay, just clarify. The first... Yes, that is an awesome reference. First attack was a natural 18. Second one was a natural 17. This fucker just rolled super goddamn high. Well, luckily it's not it's not high enough as uh, I it. finally get to cast shield. <laughs> yeah, I honestly deserve it after all this time. <laughs> all right, uh, flavor this up for me. We see, uh, we let me start off. The zirconian lizard, like fucking, I, I imagine like stands on its hind legs and just brings... Both, uh, both of its claws down and like smoke 
gets into its claws and paws as it hits the ground. There's like spider web uh, 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 fissures as its uh, uh, clawed hands hits the ground. It does a pit bull walk out. What happens when it tries to attack Eddie? Yeah, it tries to attack, and like, funny enough, even though like the smoke disperses, it's like uh, as it tries to go for an attack at Eddie, the smoke kind of like starts to move once again and like uh, recollect specifically like around the uh, the claws of the creature and as it like tries to like bear down on Eddie uh, the smoke actually like stops it in its tracks and then like uh, pushes it back off of him <laughs> all right that's it for the creature we move on to Luia Luia it is your turn your friends inside that bronze bowl and it looks pretty nasty okay uh you know what i'm going to cast lightning bolts is that what it is um, that works out for me here we go yeah lightning bolt it's a dc 15 dexterity okay 12 jesus well that's a fail oh is it i didn't know that <laughs> holy well, it would have been a disadvantage but uh yeah thank you <laughs> can't feel any more than it has yeah it takes a full damage animate this for me oh realsies yeah baby yeah um all right so, Aluya's seeing all this shit going down. She's still annoyed about Velma. She's really annoyed now that Seer's in danger. So, she's just going to kind of focus her energy and her whole body is just going to spark with electricity. And she's just going to kind of smack her spear against her shield. And this streak of lightning is just going to burst out and head straight for the bull and just explode upon him. Damn. All right. Anything else on your turn? And um, that is it for Aluya. Okay. It's a bronze bull's turn. He is nearly dead. Fuck me. All my enemies are nearly dead. Um, that's something substantial that he can do. Um, no other enemy is... No, uh, that's, uh, fuck the familiar. Um, Seer just had to give me a middle finger, huh? Let's see. Hey, I, I made a fire. It likes putting people on fire. I think we're made for each other. Okay. I'd love to get their number. Okay. So, this is what happens. Tries to attack a good old Mavet. Mavet, you are outside of uh, of Rory's uh, Roar of Protection, so you don't benefit from the AC. I don't think you have any like benefits to your AC besides uh, your standard armor class. So he's going in for the attack. Are you fucking kidding me? Natural one. Nice. I think that means he misses. Yeah. Yeah, he fucking misses. All right. Um. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Eddie, it's your turn. What the fuck are you going to do? Yeah, I guess since we're treating that just as well, uh, like uh, uh, since Mavet was able to squeeze in a similar space, because uh, just in case it happens again, Eddie's just going to like uh, uh, squeeze a bit like uh, between... The, uh, the creature and the, the building next to him just like uh, look back over just like uh uh-uh, little guy get back in the cage <laughs> and uh-huh. I'm going to make two Eddie blasts at it <laughs> assuming they hit uh, yeah. 20 to hit 20 hits for uh, 7 force and 4 bludgeoning gonna push oh. it back in the cage <laughs> and that'd be 11 right none of it's resisted and second Eddie blast uh, 12 misses I bet yeah yeah and then bonus action, we're just going to, uh, the smoke f- uh, from around the creature just, like, starts to billow up again, and, uh, uh, Eddie appears back at the entrance of the cage. 
Who had known Eddie would be such a fucking tank? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and I assume, yeah, that sounds about like uh, all your actions for the turn. Uh, yep. All right. Atticus, it's your turn. What do you want to take care of? All right. I'm going to... All right, I will attack the bull. Okay. I'm gonna do I call bullshit. Uh, absolute bullshit. But go on. <laughs> and I'll do a sharpshooter on these. Yes, sir. I'm assuming a 10 doesn't hit. Guys, unless I forgot, they're restrained. <laughs> oh, did I forget uh, to do that? Yeah, it sounds about right. It sounds up to par for me. So yeah, roll with vantage. Uh, does a 14 hit then? Yep. Uh, 14 does not. Oh, yeah, 14 is exactly a hit. All right, for 17. So that was 17 plus 5, so 22. 22. And then my second. One well, more good hit like that, and it's going down. All right. 16 is a hit. Uh, it'll be 11. Yeah, yeah, fucking Chris, I keep forgetting about your shit. Yeah, no, that's a complete miss, my man. Uh, you do have Bless, though. Yes. Still. 18. Not enough. Yeah. One short. Yep, one short. 14. All right. Took the gamble, and it didn't pay off. Anything else on your turn? Yeah, I'm going to move over here to try to get that eyesight on what um, Eddie's going through. Okay. Uh, animate this all for me, then I want Eddie to, like, tell me what uh, Atticus sees after you're done explaining Atticus. Uh, so Atticus just lines up a shot, hits the bull, but I think uh, after his first shot, he kind of starts wondering where Eddie is and starts running, and while he's running, he takes a second shot, so it's not as accurate. Yeah, we hear that, like, high-pitched ping ricochet. Uh, Mega, what does Atticus see through his scope? Uh, Eddie's just chilling with his back up, up against the wall of one of the buildings, and uh, Smoky Eddie is uh, puppy-dogging the cage. <laughs> That's an... I, can, I see that so fucking clearly in my head. I feel like it's always that you can't even see because of Smoky Eddie, so it just Dude. looks like regular Eddie is just, like, chilling back there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else on your turn, Atticus? No, that'll be it. All right, Mavet. This creature, he's gone through the ringer. Like, you just need some good hits and you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. You began your turn in the in the web. Uh, you do need yeah. to make the deck save again. <laughs> Perfect. So, you know, just going to do try the same whole wing ding again. I don't I appreciate wing dings. I'm going to cast Chill Touch on the bull. Disadvantage within five feet, I believe. It's a straight roll. <laughs> straight roll, yep. <sighs> 12 is not a hit, my man. And then I will use my movement to get... Is that a well? Yeah, fountain at the start or at the like uh, center of town. Okay. Uh, can I see how deep it is? Can I stand up in it, or is it like a truly yeah, well? Yeah, it's like, it's like three feet, like uh, up to your ankle, or like a little pe- past your ankles. Okay, I'll jump in it. Okay. Adorable. <laughs> and that will end my turn. Okay. Rory, what's going on, my lad? Oh, shishai, shishai, shishai. Uh, just because I wanted to see what this looked like. Uh, he's got a thing called Spirit Guardians. Is he close enough to the bull for this thing? Actually, I have to read up Spirit Guardians, but I would assume so. Let me see. Spirit Guardians reaches out to 15 feet. There we go. Oh, good, my lass. Uh, then I will have him cast Spirit Guardians. What do his little thingies look like? Oh, 
Uh, well, it depends. Like, uh, it, it's usually like uh, a symbol. Like a lot of the symbolism behind his spells uh, actually relates to your god. Yeah, but if he's neutral or good, it looks one way. But if he's bad, it'll look another. Oh, that's there. You go. You got me with that. Yeah. Um, I think it uh, remind me of uh, the bird, the specific uh, bird for uh, uh, your god. Uh, it's an albatross. Albatross. There we go. Yeah, it's an albatross with black feathers, and you, it looks like a, a thunderstorm. And uh, we see it with like uh, dark red eyes and crackling red lightning. Julia looks at him. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, that that's good. I like that. The, the inspiration. Give yourself inspiration. That, that was good. Also, guys, can we just appreciate for the moment the fact that, uh, like, you know, like even if the bull, like, uh, somehow, like, uh, like uh, breaks through the web, it might only be able to move like one, maybe two squares. Yeah, it's fucked. It's completely and utterly fucked. I've been super happy with how you guys have been handling this. Um, and he will cast that at... Oh, 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 well then, yeah, jack that baby up. Make him use his spell slot. Okay. I actually wrote down a note for myself in his uh, bio, and it simply, it just made me crack up and smile. Rory always spends a third level spell slot to cast, uh, let me actually make sure that that's proper. Yeah, there we go. He always uses yeah. a third level spell slot no, to sorry, cast a fourth restoration. Level. No, because yep. he has a—he's constantly wrestling with syphilis. Yeah, no, I—I I, I have a note written down, but for the wrong spell slot level. But it's like uh, Rorio spends a fourth level spell slot to cast Death Ward on himself. <laughs> nah, son, not today. I got your number, Rory. Yeah, and I'm a calling. Yeah. Okay, so you want a fifth level spell slot? Go right ahead. All right. No. I uh, took away his spell slot, fifth level. Okay. All right. Uh, 1d8, so that'd be a, a 5d8. Okay, and it has to make a wisdom saving Yeah, so it has to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. And yes, it does necrotic damage if it hits. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I read that part. That was important yeah. for me. Yeah. Lucky fucking duck. I, I'm just so happy that you really experimented with the spells. Uh, 15. Yeah, uh, 16 DC. I need to write that down somewhere. But uh, yes, he fails. Was 5... D8s? Yes, it was 5D8s. So I'm just going to do it from level 20. How do you kill it? Oh, that bastard. I'd like to think that having revealed his true self, he kind of looks over at Aluya with a smirk. And uh, the wind around him just feels colder now and ominous. And he just kind of, with a... A flick of his fingers, the the black albatross now um, becomes larger, and just from the sky above comes down like he's gonna eat the bull, and just disappears. And you see all this dark energy around the bull. Yeah, and I want to imagine like the bronze metal begins to corrode and rust from the attack, and we hear the clinking of gears as we see it begin to jitter and jut before taking a knee. And just slowly tilting, falling like a statue and hitting the ground. And its chest opens up. Um, but uh, Seer is still not there. Anything else for Rory's turn? No, he can walk off a short pier, but that's about it. <laughs> My vet. Happy 
Yes, it is Happy's turn. What does he do? Uh, he will give Slime Shield to Eddie. Okay, that's plus five. The Eddie blocking the door, if that's possible. Uh, yeah? Uh, I'm not yeah. actually sure if it is possible, because I don't remember if the, the feature said creature. <laughs> it No, it just says... It just says uh, plus five to target. Let me double check that. I believe I said target. Slime shield just to an ally. It depends. Is uh, is our uh, good Eddie uh, an ally? <laughs> no. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'll consider it. Roll of cool. That, that seems pretty cool. So yeah, if you wanna put it on Echo Knight Eddie, like flavor it up for me, Mavet. So as so, I think this would probably be the best way to do it. So. Since Eddie is made out of smoke, his smoke begins to bubble a little bit and seems to just get thicker, like thick mm. water. Ooh, like a slime-like thick water? Yeah. Okay. So we'll Eddie's go with so him. thick. <laughs> All right, moving on to us here. All right, Seer, let's see if you can get out of the maze. Meanwhile, a thousand miles away. Yep, inside of this bronze maze. It's all you, my man, my woman, them. Ah. How you doing? I'm okay. Don't worry. I've been called part of the boys due to the, me hanging out with a lot of the guys in my groups. I, I just have a habit of saying guys. I know. It's okay. I'll just Ladies be like... Ladies and gentle thems. Gentle thems. All right. Uh, to, to the north is a bend. To the south is a dead end. I move six. Sorry, my throat's dying. There's that. All right. And then that one's four. Yep. Go to T intersection. Uh, there's a bend on both ends. Both ends. Yep. Once a T intersection to the north, uh, to the south is just a bend in the corridor. You know what? Mazes are always just a lesson that uh, no matter how straight something seems, uh, it bends somewhere. <laughs> I will always keep taking the left until it says otherwise. All right. You see dead end to your left and a bend to your right. All right, that'll be four. All right, another bend as you go to the right. Kill. All right, another bend. Kill. Another bend. Kill. And as you get to the corner of this maze and you look before you, you see a bright light of a torch because it's a fucking dead end. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm okay with that. (laughs) Yeah, so you go through all these bends. Bam dead end. Alright, then I'm gonna take 12 to go back here. Uh, that's a dead end at the very end. And 10, so I can go back to here. Yep, there's a bend to the very, uh, uh, to the deep south. Just like the actual deep south. Alright. I'll be 8. I refer to you my previous comment. There you go. <laughs> there's a bend! Alright, let's see. 2. Yep, and we see, like, Seer as, uh, there's, uh, just all these, uh, corners. Another one? Down I go. Yep, I'll just tell you when there's a dead end. Okay. Yeah. Ten. Mm-hmm. I went too far. Yeah, a little too far. All right, I have eight more steps. Almost. That's sick. Keep her going. Four. And you see a T intersection. My turn will end there. All right. And as you get to, like, animate this entire sequence for me. Well, let me ask this too. Am I, like, standing up in this tunnel thing? Or am I, like, squatting down? You're standing up. Honestly, Seer, even though, like, things are getting hot in here, they're not having issues. They're just kind of putting their hands against the wall as they mm. kind of keep following the left. Mm. Not trying to lose hope, not trying to lose any fears of what's going on, because they're just going to keep going. Okay. 
It's better to keep a cool head, so eventually they'll reach this T corner and look both sides down, trying to determine which is the best route. And we see another, like, top-down shot, like, 45-degree angle in the hallway as Seer gets to this uh, corridor at the tier intersection, and we see as she reaches this corridor that there is a staircase. Oh, so close. I'm cool with it. All right. And, of course, on the other side is a clown. Yep, and again... Uh, the steam uh, hazes up the camera, and we're back to our boys and girl. Aww. It's the lizard's turn, and they're going to try to rent uh, Shadow uh, Echo Knight Eddie. Fucking bullshit. Uh, 11 is definitely not a hit. Second one. A 10 is definitely not a fucking hit. <laughs> Son of a bitch. You know, you made the dog sounds earlier, so I'm just imagining (laughs) just, like, making whimpering sounds as it's, like, pawing at uh, (laughs) slimy, smoky Eddie. Yeah, there you go. That's the end of its fucking turn. Aluya, your friend's still not outside of the bowl. Um, okay. I'm going to just move away from Rory, but I'm not going to have my back turned towards him. I'm just kind of back up from him. Mm -hmm. He sees you backing up and just smiles. It's like legitimately wolf in sheep's clothing incarnate. Um, I will hold my action if he tries to attack one of us. Now you can still see him gripping a sword. And you okay. both give each other a knowing stare. He hasn't attacked the party yet. Yeah, yet. Yeah. We're, we're hanging on by yet right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you make a dexterity save when you went into the web? No, but I'm about to right now. I mean, like, uh, maybe before you uh, commit to that location, uh, it might not be the worst idea to uh, turn on the aura for Rory. Oh, um, yeah, sure. And make it visible. You talking about a uh, a spirit guardians? Yeah. Yeah. I was tempted. Yeah, I was tempted to, but we're getting so close to the end. You know what? I'm going to use my action to, to back up further then. Yeah, hang on. Uh, I see I see where Mega's going with this, and no, I did not consider that, and I'm fully down for it. Hang on. Hang on, hang on. Oh, back up, back up, back up. We need to go through a lot of things. A lot of things here. Yeah, I'll use this. Old but gold. Also, I just want to throw this out there, guys. Uh, y'all remember we were all arrested, right? For crimes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been thinking the same exact thing. Yeah. Okay. And I assumed it was right here. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. So, uh, you, uh, uh, what about your, uh, uh, did you make your dexterity save when you went into the web? Let's see it. I'm going to, if I fail, I'm just going to use my, my ring to pass. Awesome. That works. (laughs) How much damage was that again? Uh, 5d8? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to move for the next half of my action. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I'm only asking, though, because I think she technically is in a qualifying square for Spirit Guardians. Yeah, like at the start, like uh, when this was casted, like during her entire turn, you are absolutely correct. Now, here's the thing. Uh, Luya. Yeah. You you see, like, uh, the entire time from when he casted the spell to when you tried to, like, make your way out of it. Mm-hmm. That much like, yeah, much like uh, the coiling and writhing of snakes, that this uh, red electricity just kept, just touching you, just kept 
wrapping around you, but it just never hurt you. Like, it's patient, much like a wolf looking at a sheep. Yeah, that I can only move so far, so... I <laughs> move the... so far away from <laughs> your ally. <laughs> I can only go 40 feet with my dash, so that's it. That's as far as I can go. Mavet, I believe in you. How much HP do you have again? Uh, all of it. Okay. Yeah, that's why. Okay. Keep walking. I don't think I can, right? Yeah. No, I'm just saying, uh, are, are you good? Anything else on your turn? Uh, no. I use my action. I use my movement. Well, no. Wait. If I use my action to dash, I can move more, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do that. So wait, I moved 20 for my regular movement, so I have 20 more feet, right, to go? Is that correct? Uh, if uh, that's your uh, current movement, yes. Yeah, there is, like, I love the picture that there's a dead bull in between you and Rory, and, it, like, it, it is almost picturesque to me, just, like, having an overhead shot of the wind blowing Aluya's hair and, like, a storm like, in between you guys, with crackling lightning. Am I allowed to free action speak to the party? Yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna shout, Do not trust this man! Take him out if you can! <laughs> now, is this one of your uh, character judgment, like, with Velma? Listen, man, don't start with me. Just believe my words and just take care of him. And I think Rory just yells back, I've done nothing wrong. I've taken down the bull. I see through your lies. Just narrows his eyes. But it's entirely accurate that he killed the bull. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Anything else, Aaliyah? Let be it for me. Eddie, it's your turn. You hear the proclamation. You, you see the lizard in front of you. Just give it two good hits, man. And it's fucking, it's good. End my suffering. <laughs> it's like a... Sorry, little dude, but Eddie doesn't seem to like you. <laughs> As uh, Eddie fires two more Eddie blasts. There you go. The uh, 14? Is not a hit. One shy. No. 14 <laughs> is not a hit for either one of those. God damn it, uh, man. You know what? I have an action surge. I'll just go ahead yeah. and use it. Fuck it. There you go. There we go. <laughs> 15. Do the fucking damage. 14, 14, 15. God damn it. Uh, eight force and four bludgeoning. <laughs> okay, that'd be twelve. Go. Anything else on your team? and twelve misses. <laughs> God damn it! You. I mean, look, you you assigned four. the AC to this creature. <laughs> four shots. Four fucking shots. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Even though it's a complete waste, uh, well, not a complete waste. Time is valuable. <laughs> uh, I'm using favorite by the gods to add there six you. to the attack roll. <laughs> Thank you. Do the fucking damage. Kill the creature. I'll laugh if it still survives. Fair not. Uh, eight exactly force. the amount you need. <laughs> Describe the kill. All right. Uh, as Eddie had stated that uh, that Smoky Eddie doesn't really like it very much. Like Smoky Eddie suddenly just like uh, like uh, like a uh, uh, blazes out like four different like uh, smoke balls around it, and like uh, uh, and the uh, the creature inside the cage is like desperately like 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 looking for any corner to like avoid the smoke and like you know sure enough like uh the first two miss but then like the other two take advantage of uh, a particular positioning that the creature had put itself in at like a corner of the cage and then like uh like 
blast one, and then like a snipe shot, like a blast it into its mouth. No, 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 sorry, not its mouth, in its eyes. There you go. Because it knows it values the eyes the most. <laughs> Damn. All right. Um, Eddie can still do things, but unless anyone wants to continue combat, we're out of it. It depends on Luya. Luya, are you going to be doing anything? Well, hold on. At the very least, uh, I'll I'll do things this way in case it, the battle does continue. Uh, I have a free bonus action, so uh, Eddie's just going to pull out his vape pen and uh, have a smoke break. Okay. For uh, for nine hit points. There you go. And he'll open his eyes, like, well, try to see how. Let's go see how all our other buds are doing. Yeah, and uh, I'll I'll go ahead and like move, but basically he's like uh, moving back uh, northward to see what everybody's yelling about. <laughs> okay, um, just to see how things turn out, I'm just gonna keep things in initiative. Does not mean that you know there's still combat. All the hostile enemies are dead. It just depends what you guys do. Move on to Atticus. Atticus, do you do anything threatening or violent? Uh, I think mostly Atticus is gonna jump to this rooftop. And um, mm. line up a shot on him just in case stuff goes off. Mm. My bet. And he'll hold his action. Yep. Um, I'm just gonna sit in the well and soak soak up some um water. Okay. It's Rory's turn. He just sees uh sees Aluya, uh like slandering him and uh, Atticus lining up a shot, and I think he sinks his sword into the ground puts up his hands much like a gladiator talking to the emperor and just goes, what's the meaning of this? I've done no wrong. Well, you did try to hide the ring from us when you first found it. Your bird is corrupted. Your heart is dark. Just looking around. You're all criminals as well. How could I trust you with such power? I knew it from the start. Done nothing wrong. You are not right. You know, Braz, like, you're being really judgmental. I've done nothing but help you all. Keep your distance from him. Again, you you have done stuff that didn't help us by, you know, hiding the ring and stuff like that. Pretty down on the list compared to all the murders I've seen you guys do. Uh, yes, but I know why I committed my murders. Mega? Oh, wait, that's right, before I forget. Uh, Eddie? Like, uh... Yeah. Like, uh, like, looks over to Eddie, and then, like, uh, Eddie nods and, like, fires an Eddie blast at the body of the Duke. Oh, shit. Yeah. And it disintegrates into ash. And it's right next to, like, Rory, so it looks extremely threatening. <laughs> a, sorry, bud. Didn't want that one coming back. Looks to the side. He didn't flinch. Clearly, you stayed with that group for a reason. Now we know why. To contain them. Right, right, to contain or to join in on your quote-unquote fun. I find no fun in the suffering of others. You lie. You do an insight check. Nope. Can I do one too? Nope. Sure, nope. yeah, everyone, yeah. If uh, Hang on, before we start rolling, I'm not looking at the screen, don't know what the fuck you rolled. Um, yeah, it's like, let's, like, let's check out uh, Seer, <laughs> Yeah. Who's still in a maze. <laughs> yeah, like I've seen the peripheral of the like chat fucking moving but just to avoid looking at it it does anyone else want to do an insight check on to rory if so we can do a group check 
because I'm not going to have like multiple people succeed or or like multiple people fail and just go, well, you know, I'm going to try it too. Well, I'm, I'm definitely going to do it because I don't trust him. Okay, going once, going twice, three times. I rolled mine already, so. Yep. All right. We got those two. And he's not rolling because uh, yep. <laughs> he's too chill. Make your roll, Atticus. All right. 19. Mostly honest. It, it seems like he, like, just to go in death and just to tell you, Atticus, he doesn't enjoy the suffering of most people, but you see that fire in his eyes, that need for revenge, that he really wants one person to suffer. Is it safe to assume that I can sense that it's directed to a particular someone close by? Hallelujah. Mm. That one's going to be a hard one. I don't even know what the fuck to make you check for that. Uh, I, I don't want that to roll over, because that, that's super specific. You don't need to do an extra roll. If he's kind of staring off in a direction, that might answer that he's not staring at anyone in particular, but if he's staring like at one of the party members, maybe. Yeah. I'm still going to have another check. Make me a history check. And this, uh, like, the reasoning I have for this is just for you to remember, like, any, uh, like, hints they might have gave, uh, given away during, like, a, the entire time he's been with you guys. History is my best skill. Oh, I bet. Damn. <laughs> so the 18? That is a natural 19. You you recall that uh, while, like, he was talking with Aluya, and I'm assuming shared knowledge here, not to do mental gymnastics and uh, bullshit here, but you recall when he was talking to Aluya that he lost uh, his child and that he went to prison or uh, uh, went onto the boat for murdering someone over it. And that kind of vengeance, that kind of need to see someone suffer burning so brightly to you, I'm going to say with your insight check still rolling, that seems like a bold-faced lie he told Luya. Like, straight out, you don't think he caught the culprit, but you do recall how close he tries to get with Luya. Not interested, Rory. Sorry. Luya, you... Do you know this man's family at all? I do not know him, no. Yeah, but just from that question alone, Maluya, you just have the smell of burning flesh go into your nose. And just, like, perhaps, like, your heart races a little bit. If this man is here for me, he does not have his information correct. Just narrows his eyes. What does the party do? Uh, start looking around for Seer. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, again, we might want to peer back into the labyrinth real quick. <laughs> no, uh, Seer, you can animate, like, seeing the entrance and how you get out of the bowl. Literally, it just sounds like grumbling as Seer walks slowly out of from the hole, like, being, like, really irritated. Is the web still up, uh, Eddie? Oh, yeah, I guess now that I'm thinking about it, just, like, yeah. uh, walking out, seeing that the bowl is dead, it's like, ah, oh, great, I can finally relax. <laughs> and then, like, drops the web. <laughs> Eventually, Seer will pop out from the top of the entrance, like, brushing her shoulders off and just like patting herself off from like all the wetness yeah hang on i since it's on its side you have to do like a little doggy crawl out of uh <laughs> yeah the bowl and i feel as soon as you come out is facing towards rory and rory offers you an open hand as you're doing like a crawl uh, uh hey uh, uh did he did he drop spirit guardians oh that's gonna hurt oh god it's gonna hurt if i step out of the bowl yeah, like I, I think we the like during this entire conversation we hear like rumbling in the crowd, uh, clouds and we hear like the rattling of the bull and at that moment I think uh, Rory snaps his fingers 
the clouds dissipate. We see Seer on a dog crawl, and Rory offer you an open hand to get up. Oh, I appreciate that. Seer, step away from him. Do you grab his hand? I mean, that's what makes it sad. It's basically, it's like, it's going to be this awkward moment of like, I mean, I do need to get out of this hole. Mm. Um, I have an idea, because the big thing is like, I don't want to metagame and be like, stop. Mm. Because like, it's just instinctually I pop out and like, take the hand. Yeah, and you raise up and he gives you a smile and probably just says to you, I was worried about you. I'm thankful you got out. That's it. The, there's no like kiss. Yeah, I was going to say it's <laughs> it's not like exploiting a moment of weakness. He doesn't stab her or anything. It just helps you get up. He might notice that her hand she's dressed up like kind of looking like a Louis sister, mm. but also like he would feel like an incredibly hot hand. Not like hot mm. where it burned. It's just really like, oh, that'd be unsettling. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I was going to say, I'm fairly certain he knows your secret. Everyone on the boat knows oh. your secret. Oh, I know he would know. It's just like, this is the first time he actually interacted with Seer physically. Yeah, and I think uh, he might just say to you, if you would, I, I would like your help. Uh, and he just tilts his head towards the party. You seem to be having an issue. And we hear Luya shout out her warning. And I'm just like looking around not understanding what's going on, go like looking for other threats besides what's going on. And then Sierra will just be like, you know, I wouldn't mind knowing what's going on. But the thing is that it's got out of a hellhole. So would people mind filling me in of what just happened? Oh, good. The little bra's out. And then like uh, Smokey Eddie just like puts another blast, but specifically on the bull. <laughs> Sorry, buds. Again, don't want that one coming back. Um, It seems like a friend Rory might want to kill Aluya. I said no such thing. Did you? Just see is like, uh, yeah, I was going to say, like, he purses his lips at that. You know, here's the thing. I don't know everyone's background. I do hold some companions higher. But I also am someone that's reasonable, mainly because of one factor. Well, we're all prisoners, and we all have backstories of some sort. So usually, to make friends with people, honesty is one of the best ways. And I only say that it's just because, well, looking looking to Rory specifically, if there is a reason, we don't want to have bloodshed for either side since you did just help, as well as brought assistance where if you really wanted us to die, you would have left us to die. Mm. So if you do want to hurt my companion, the question is why. I think uh, he dips his head down, like his hair covering his eyes. And I think he just says to you with like a shadow, like downcast on his face. Did she ever tell you why she's on the ship? Did she tell any of you why she's on the ship? No, because I never asked. His eyes are just a little deranged. Pupils shrunk. But you kind of see Seer looking at him dead on, like literally just kind of like stone face, kind of being like, mm. no. So answering honestly right away as he says that looks towards Aluya. Tell them. Why are you on the ship? I do not belong on the ship. Why are you on the ship? I did not do that to them. What didn't you do? I just found them. That was it. Because I'm such a fuck up, they blamed it on me. And what could I have done? I would never do such a thing. My daughter was in there. My fucking daughter was in there and you mean to tell me you didn't do it 
Do you mean to tell me I've been chasing a loose thread, a dead end? And his head begins to shake. I want the answers too, but I did not do that. Hatred is a powerful thing, isn't it? Yeah, I, I feel like Sears flame like hair even with the disguise uh feels like a little bit of like red static around it and like a little bit of static around like uh rory's hand and i think uh Luya, don't tell the party which one but i want you to make a straight charisma roll and if you're proficient with either persuasion or deception i want you to add your proficiency bonus just make a straight charisma roll do I get, like, advantage? Because I know my backstory at 14. That's all you get. I'm going to make a roll in secret. Damn. Damn. I I think he looks at you. We Just to clarify, no one could uh, see my roll. Yeah, I did. That was the perfect GM roll. Good. I From think your reaction, that, though, I assumed it was a 10. So I, I think what happens is he stares at Aluya. His mouth goes agape. And... I like how convincing is this, Aluya? Like, it, it, like go in detail how Aluya looks, her mannerisms. Like, tell me, paint the scene. She honestly looks distraught over the situation, not defensive. Like she's trying to hide something. She's sincere about what she's saying, and you can see it in her body language and her tone. Yeah, and I think Rory, with this mouth agape, just goes no. No, you, 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 you did, you did it. I, I know you did, I know you, I, 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 and he just raises his sword and slashes it down. And for a second, Seer, like you see the glint of the sword and for a moment, your heart skips a beat, but the blade doesn't go towards you. It goes towards one of the sword swallowers on the ground. And we see like the electricity just crispifying this corpse we see like steam from flesh dehydrating and becoming dried as it begins to char and turn black from each slice i know she did it i know she did it and she keeps slashing down at it after four or five of them his entire chest is heaving hi hi hey no she did it i know she did it Aaliyah's gonna pipe up. She's gonna go closer. Why? I I went um, through so much. I, look, I didn't even uh, I didn't even do anything. I didn't I'm I had sweet. to bribe I'm people. I I went through so much to find you. <laughs> Let us get out of here together. And then when we are truly safe. You can ask me what you need to. I will ask you information as well, because I want answers too. I think he, like, slumps into you, like, his, like, no, like, just full chin onto your shoulder. And he just begins to cry and sob. I didn't kill anybody. I didn't do anything. Went through hell just to find you. It was, it was, uh... Fucking goose chase! He'll just, if he allows it, yeah. embrace him. Yeah, and you begin to hug him. And I think we, yeah, I think uh, we fade to black on this. And the party can tell me uh, where they're long resting. 
sweet Jesus, finally. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Nita, do you have, like, a... Do you have a D6? I have the inspiration. Like, uh, I know regular inspiration, but, like, a D6? Um, no. Give yourself a D6 as well. Because I'm giving you everything I can, because that was really good. That, like, that was regular inspiration for, like, figuring out, like, uh, his identity. Atticus with a fucking good roll and good, like, back and forth. But, yeah, he is just crying into your shoulder. We fade to black. Where, like, I want to ask the party, where are you guys resting at? Like, what district? Like, where specifically are you guys resting? I think, at the very least, Eddie would propose the idea of Red District, if for no other reason than uh, Eddie believes that uh, Rory might need some drugs. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to suggest Red District, too. Mm. I was going to say Red District, because we got good with Velma. Mm. So, find a spot. Also, I'm dragging a corpse. Yeah, yeah. Just just so everyone knows, he rolled it all added together like he had a 12 insight. It was by the skin of his teeth. And uh, Aluya was being persuasive, not deceptive. Okay, uh, just just to put it out there since Aluya is here, I need to stress, Aluya, how much danger you're in in all those combats. Because if you would have went down once, Rory would have been on you. Just execute you right there. Yes, that was my main intentions with Rory during most of those combats. I would have taken control from you. Well, it didn't happen. So mm, you. I was waiting for it. All those combats, I was waiting. Just like, God damn, if she just goes down, if she just goes down once, I have this in the bag. Yeah. Okay. So everyone agreed on the red district. I believe so. Yeah, but I won't be anywhere near near Velma's orphanage. I'm just gonna. Yeah. Hey, dearie. All right. So yeah, you guys are in the red district. I uh, like anywhere in particular. You guys at the dance club, a, uh, a smoke den. Like, what's your preference? I want to see the scene here. Uh, probably, I don't know. Uh, Hookah bar. Hookah bar. Hookah bar. There we go. Hookah bar. Hookah bar. Okay. Yeah. So you guys are at the hookah bar. We see like a thin veil of smoke. Uh, let me ask what everyone's doing during their long rest, because I'm just a little curious. Like, how, how does this look? We're not we're not going to worry about watches. Just how does, like, uh, everyone look during their long rest? Seer is busy as fuck. Doing? Two things. One, trying to build the elixir, um, the, what is it? Let me look. Either the daunt of knowledge or, and this is what makes Seer kind of feel bad. It's like, it might be a time of need. Mm. Attempting to make corpse brew. Okay. Uh, how much of that? Oh, 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 fuck. Yeah, why do you think people said, I kept telling people, I'm dragging a corpse? Yeah, you're dragging a corpse. And uh, keep in mind, as it's in the uh, Red District, like, uh, let, let, let's focus let's focus on Seer for a second. Like, describe your process. We see the corpse, it's cut open, fill us in. And uh, give us a little bit of backstory behind this, because we hear corpse brew a lot, but uh, we never really went on about our little uh, mini-adventure before we started recording. So, corpse brew is a special, I would say, brew that is made usually for undead creatures. And it is usually an alcoholic brew for undead, since it doesn't really affect them. But for other people that are not of undead nature, have an effect on them. And there are multiple ways of brewing it. One is basically letting it sit there for three days as it ferments. The other one is basically getting a lot of beetles and flora of an area to create the thing with the help of, like, necrotic magic. 
And the last effect way to get it is by grinding up a dead body organ from a large creature. Now, technically, a human is a pretty large creature compared to other creatures I could have found. So, basically, leave it in a mortar or in pedestal, grinding it up with some herbs I could find in the area, and then leaving it in a bottle for a week till it brews. Mm, yeah, and, like, as you put it in there, like, we see, like smoke-like flesh begin to form and the body begin to move and basically have spasms as it develops into a imperfect smoke genasi. But it's a mix. There's smoke coming out of the mouth, the ears, and the nose. And Hetty gives a nod of acknowledgement. Spear's not happy with having to do this, but after seeing Atticus' success in escaping the binds... They think they might be able to figure a way out of the binds as well. Ooh, do tell. So, the potion had the potential to change someone. In Seer's experience, it changed them from being, you know, how they look to a child, which is literally impossible for Genasi, usually. Mm. Because Genasis are made from rebirth. Mm. So, when they die, they come back the same way as they died. Or similar. Mm. And Seer was never a child when they came to be. However, there might be something that will configure someone into a similar thing that happened to Atticus. So it might be able to transform someone into, let's say, an animal of unknown nature. Mm. And if awesome. not, changing age is a big factor. So to basically make this possibly happen, I would need to, and this might make Seer not very happy doing so, set up at least... A total of five bottles okay. of corpse brew. And then sleep for a week, since we had plenty of time before we had to leave back to the ship. Hmm, yep. Um, a week might be pushing it, but I think you got it, because uh, after this long rest, it's going to be day 10, and you need uh, two weeks to get to the ship. So it, it, I believe that would give you about four days for it to ferment. But uh, if memory serves me right, you can accelerate the process by infusing, like, uh, the drinks with necrotic energy. Correct. Yep. So, yeah, we can say within the span of four days that something will happen. Awesome. With that out of the way, um, what else are you doing during your long rest? Because that's definitely not going to take a full eight hours to set up. Honestly, assessing everybody, because that was an intense battle, I would specifically kind of, like check on people's, like, physical, you know, punishments. Like, Aluya took a big beating, so I'd try to patch them up. I would check on, like, Eddie, making sure that they're not, you know, melting. Generally, though, I would start with Aluya first, kind of, like, just going right behind them and just patching up any wounds they have. Now, just to set up the scene a little bit, just like in a hook bar, I, I feel like uh, there's one of those curved couches, like, before, like, the actual hookah. And I feel like at the dead center is Rory, like both of his uh, forearms resting on his leg and his like uh, head drooping downward as this is all going on. Oh, I plan to check him too soon. Mm, yeah. And I feel like there's like, again, static electricity in the air, like hair begins to rise. If uh, if Eddie's anywhere close, like his hair, like fur begins to stand up and like uh, uh, red static goes through it like Tesla coils. But yeah, uh, go on, Seer, with the Luya. Yeah, basically, like, tells the lead, like, hold still. As I just kind of, like, start, like, wrapping up parts of their body that were, like, 
hit with necrotic energy, cuts, smashing injuries, bruises. Uh, I'm going to say that Oli is not really conscious of the fact that Seer is patching her up. She just keeps staring at Rory. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's like the vibe of like uh, being told your execution date, that kind of feeling, like the depression of a hangman. And then as you kind of look down, Seer will speak up to you being like, many of us hold secrets and many of us hold grudges. Many of us hold many things that affect many others for what you're feeling is normal, especially since you were just in a life or death situation and almost thrown into another one. However, I do want to praise you for being able to de-escalate the situation. I don't know what you did in your past, nor will I ask since, well, unless you're willing to share, it's not my business. But I can tell you on my end that I know how it feels to be accused of something that you did not do. You had a correct? I was accused. No one gave it any second thought. I want to explain to him everything from the beginning of that day. I don't know if I should. I think it'd be a rare opportunity, actually. I would actually take advantage of it, mainly because, well, he had a reason to hunt you down. He had a reason to chase you down. Means that he knows about the area you're from, who you are, and the people you worked with. So honestly, I think it'd be a good chance to talk. Aluya just puts her hand on Sears and she'll take, you know, the heat and she'll just give her a nod and she'll just gingerly make her way over to to Rory and kind of look around at everyone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I can only give you the information I have. Maybe we can help each other. I just, um, overall, I'm sorry. I can tell you about that day as best I can. Maybe you might know something that I don't know. If not, I will be quiet. I think he would just say, you're sorry. I mean... Sorry for what? Done nothing. Still heartbreaking. I... I would not wish that on anyone. He looks you straight in the eyes, and they're cold, as he just says, I had dreams. I had fantasies. And as he just stares at you, it's a thousand-yard stare, like he's looking past you. Thought of so many ways to end you. It'd help me sleep at night. But all those, all those plans, those, those moments of glory feels, it feels heavy. And do you see his shoulders slump? It feels heavy. And he looks down and like, I feel like a couple moments pass in silence before he just says one word, Daisy. Her name was Daisy. At that, she kind of just gets lost in her head a moment, and then she, she knows which one of the kids it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, going through your memory. Mm-hmm. Like, he has brown hair, and uh, you, you distinctly remember this child as a dirty blonde who always wore a, a dress, like a white dress with a blue, like, little uh, sash. And she always had, like, a yellow daisy in her hair. She had, like, a little plump nose, small ears, and she was very, like, a thin and, uh, I shouldn't say lank, uh, lanky, uh, not lanky. Uh, but she always wore white and blue. And you remember her being very inquisitive, like, uh, uh questioning, like, your god. Questioning, uh, 
Aeolus uh, 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 history, asking if things really happened, and whenever you reassured her, it, she gave you the brightest smile. She she was, I would say, like uh, 14 at the time. It's just she was uh, thin. I, I think she was also excellent at puzzles. Like, uh, I, I want to imagine she always, like, had, like, uh, it, you, you know one of those, like, uh, little log sets that are intertwined with a bunch of, like, different weird pieces that you have to tear, uh, tear apart, put back together? Yeah. Like, you always uh, see her, uh, you always uh, seen her playing with that on her free time when she wasn't studying. A good way of exercising her mind. She'll just kind of, uh, get lost in her head a moment and think back on her and she'll just say as nicely as possible that she was lovely. I remember her. So many questions, but always happy. You see him just smile. She was the light of my life. The sun in the sky feels so dark without her. Tell me what happened. What what happened? Alright. Um, she'll kind of uh, perk up She's not trying to hide it from the group. She's just trying to tell her side and just get it out there. Okay, so it was at the end of my studies, you know, before I take my vows, you know, before I became a private. So you know that the new groups of students come in and to start their studies. And I I had a group of my own to just kind of look over it. And most of them were from overseas and some of them from, you know, Coderosa. And it was fun. They were wonderful kids. You know, they're starting this new journey in their life. And one night in the rec hall, we were just chatting, all of us. And the kids that came from elsewhere, they were homesick. You know, they were just talking about the things they missed. And I wanted to give them a surprise and get them a treat of some sort. Because, you know, we have the best caramel salted taffy and whatnot by us. And I don't, I wasn't gone long. I swear I I thought I wasn't gone that long. When I came back to the rec hall before I opened the door to say something being seemed off and then and then I could I I could smell it. Uh it it stays with you that smell. The door was scorched. The air felt charged somehow, you know? Like good electricity. I opened the door and they, they were there. I saw the, their faces. It was uh, horrifying. Before I could do anything, say anything, the clergy members, they came. They took one look at me and they saw the rec hall and they took me away. They just were shouting at me that they knew what I had done, that I lost control and I was tried for their murder. And well, you know, the rest is history. I don't know who did it or why they put the blame on me. I'm still so sorry to those parents. I'm sorry. Like, we we hear the sound of, like, distant thunder when you say, like, sorry again. And we hear, like, yeah, the sound of leather, of leather gloves balling into a fist. And he looks at you and just, and just in a weak voice just says stop it fucking stop it don't need to be sorry something you didn't fucking do he puts his hands and covers his face 
Aluya just kind of swallows a large lump in her throat and mm-hmm. glances at him and she just she wants to pat him and give him like a reassuring touch. It's just she just rethinks it and just goes to sit down opposite of him. Mm-hmm. Bear gives them a pat on the back and then goes back to their work. Mm-hmm. All right. Mega, what, what the fuck are you doing this entire time? Well, I think like, uh, uh, well, partially for security, but also partially because I don't think anybody wants to, uh, to, uh, to not, not wake up the next morning. Uh, uh, Eddie is going to be, uh, be leaving a heady at the uh like basically like serving as the bodyguard mm. uh to the uh to the hookah bar mm. but um so but i think like uh when he's not chilling though i think he might just be like uh uh playing games with happy mm. um i need to say like as you rest can you make me a wisdom save the 14 i need to stress what is one repressed memory that tries to claw its way into your dreams. Yeah, I think like uh, especially if this is like uh, while you're still awake. Um, I I think like it kind of like opens up uh, a similar memory since he's been in hookah bars like uh, before, including uh, back to his home city. It's uh, it's like uh, he kind of has this it's like vague memory of like uh, you know, like uh, sitting down like uh, smoking on a hookah couch, uh, but kind of like maybe turns his head a bit. And it's like uh, feeling like uh, somebody should be there, and then like uh, the image of um, of a, a sea elven boy, uh, it's like uh, a, like appears like in his mind's eye, and just like uh, blinks, and uh, they're just as quickly they're gone. <laughs> hmm. Kind of want to imagine that there's a cupcake on the table on the table, like nearby, with like a candle that's lit, maybe. <sighs> Yeah, great up. Guess that was a. Guess I had a little too much. Mm-hmm. Hear the ticking of a grandfather clock in the background. I feel that with each tick, like uh, your high begins to loosen a bit, giving you bad vibes. Or maybe not enough. <laughs> mm-hmm. Kind of want to imagine, like, uh, what kind of device are you using? Uh, like a vape, or you, you're actually smoking from the hookah? Yeah, I mean, like you know, since he's at the bar. <laughs> Now just like use what you got. <laughs> yeah, I feel like as you're like, oh, not enough. We see like a uh, a hand, like uh, two hands in your periphery, like uh, begin to set something up for you. And like as you look down, look around, no one's there, but your hookah is ready to go. Yeah, definitely not enough. <laughs> and like, uh, start smoking it. Yeah, you start smoking it, smoking it, smoking it. And as you exhale, we see multiple pairs of just yellow eyes lurking in the smoke and as you blink there's more clarity to the scene but cupcake disappears your the grandfather clock begins to go silent we just hear like a couple dongs indicating that's midnight is it that late already hmm I kind of want to imagine as you look outside on the window, like, uh, explain, because this is a, a dream or a vision of sorts, but like, how fantastical is the world outside? Like, what, 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 what pops from, like, Eddie's subconscious in the background? Um, I, 
I like to think that the outside to him kind of, because uh, I would say like a like a like normally like in a more um, uh, uh, laid back dream, like you know, like the outside is just like a very uh, kaleidoscopy. Mm. Um, but I think like in like something that like uh, veers more toward like uh, uh, a nightmare, like the outside kind of like uh, looks more hazy. Mm. Yeah, it's like a Silent Hills esque. Like everything's just abandoned, smoke veiling the air. And I kind of want to imagine Eddie walking up to the window, probably vape in hand too, like getting away from the hookah bar, just puffing at it, looking outside. And like right behind you, we see like arms wrapping around you, just these ghostly, smoky arms. They try to embrace you, hug you from behind, but as it makes contact, it just phases through you. You get like a chill down your spine. Man, something's like real off today. Yeah, you say that and like, like you're just smacking your t- like tongue. You got really bad dry mouth, my man. Like really bad dry mouth. Maybe I had to drink something. Yeah. Like, do you touch your tongue at all? Yeah, I guess if no other reason, like a uh, just yeah. like a uh, to test. Uh, yeah. Uh, like. Because you know, like, a, like your your mouth can be like dry for different reasons depending on the situation. So, like, uh, like that that curiosity you get, just like, uh, like, do I know why? <laughs> yeah, and you know, just stoners being weird. So you put like finger in your mouth or like touch your tongue, and like as it comes off, like your your finger is coated in soot. Didn't inhale that much, did I? Yeah, like as you go for water in this room. It feels like you're walking through mud. Looking down, you just see more and more ash onto the ground. And it's getting a little hard to breathe in this room. Your chest is getting really tight. Where's Eddie when you need him? Eddie, can you, like, open a window? I Yeah, and, like, the windows burst open. And we just see more smoke taking away that precious air and along with it like ashes blowing in filling the room not only are you suffocating it feels like you're being buried alive wait no too much (coughs) yep and you come out of it coughing (coughs) and over your shoulder we see Hetty staring down at you. Uh, that, uh, uh, that explains it. Hetty, what are you doing here? You're supposed to be outside, remember? Blinks, stares, walks backwards, still keeping eye contact. <laughs> Towards the door. It's, uh, a bit relieved, like, uh, as far as, like, uh, is this, like, uh, having, like, you know, like, figured out what that was all about, just like, oh yeah, like, Hetty was inside and nobody opened a window, so <laughs> it's like it was starting to get hard to breathe. Yeah. But I think maybe still on the like maybe a bit uneasy, just like uh, to, uh, puts down the uh, the hookah for a bit and uh, as I said uh, previously, like uh, maybe entertains himself a bit by like uh, playing a couple of uh, kids games with Happy. <laughs> yeah, you also have Cottonmouth waking up too. All right, you play the kids game with Happy. Uh, out of curiosity, before we move on, what kind of kids game? I mean, like uh, obviously, uh, we're going to be including uh, it's like uh, head, shoulders, knees, and tail, knees and tail. Uh. And 
happy during the process does make a tail to make this work. <laughs> Why can't everyone else do that? Yeah, I know. <laughs> but yeah, we see in the background Eddie playing heads, knees, knee, shoulders, knees, and tails. Um, Atticus, during the long rest, what are you doing? So I think Atticus, first of all, since we're back in the Red District, is going to try to keep an eye out of the damage he caused and maybe see if he can make those people's like <laughs> a little more comfortable yeah. if he can. Keep in mind, Atticus, you're, you're fairly certain that you, your feasting sparked the combats in uh, uh, town. Like, everything that transpired, the combats, the walls, everything after you guys defeated the Red District was your fault. And that's why he doesn't always feel guilty, but this situation he does feel a little bit guilty. Yeah. And is trying to do as much damage control as he can. Mm. Okay. So uh, how exactly are you going about this? We Do we see Atticus walking the streets or like uh, sitting somewhere? Again, he's, it's more probably prowling nearby rooftops yeah. and, you know, just doing what he can when he sees people that are kind of in need. Yeah. <laughs> we see a man looking at a bucket on a rope and he's just going, I, why can't I grab it? If only it would fall. <laughs> And he goes and picks up the man so he can reach the bucket. Yeah, oh, I thought you were going to shoot it down. <laughs> I know, but I wanted to spin the tables on you. Yeah, there you go. So you fucking pick him up and goes, Why, thank you. My wife's dead. For some reason, she wanted to start fighting. Yes. Um, strange. She was a pacifist, too. <laughs> well, uh, she probably should have learned to fight better. I miss her. I have eight kids. I have to raise alone now. <laughs> um, I'm going to kind of slide a hand, put some gold in that guy's pocket. <laughs> uh, how much? A basic 10, like uh, a passive, if you can go above it. I'll put like 30 because it's, <laughs> he feels a little bit pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. What's <laughs> in 30? There you go. Do I more? Yeah, you sneak it in. Like, uh, describe me how you do this. Well, since I'm already like picking him up, I think it's like as I'm setting him down, I'm just kind of like flip the coins in my fingers, like just slip them into his pocket. Yeah. There you go. All right. Anything else you do during your long rest? Like we see you just doing good deeds around. Yeah. Town. After he does that, um, Atticus is gonna find a dark corner in the hookah bar. It's a little bit moist, and he's gonna grow some mushrooms oh yeah and he's gonna uh take the mushrooms they're kind of like an orange color yeah kind of like an internal heat it almost looks like mm. and he's gonna um grind them up to make some more ammo okay that sounds good so he's done with that and cleaning everything he'll do a quick like walk around before hanging from the roof like a bat mm. i love this scene so we see like rory sitting at the hookah bar Head down, Aluya opposite of him, probably like I imagine her grabbing her arm, you know, like in one of those like very uncomfortable like standing positions. Uh, see her like a doctor uh, doing an autopsy on uh, corpses and filling them with the strange liquid. Eddie playing heads, knees, and toes, and tail with uh, Happy, 
the uh, uh, sentient calamity, and Atticus just like I imagine kind of disassembling his gun, fucking making bullets, like maintaining, yeah, yeah, cleaning it. So it's just like a very badass scene. Oh, and also he made sure that as best as he could that no one saw him helping people. <laughs> Make me a stealth, and everyone tell me your passives. No advantage. Twenty-seven. No one even noticed you're gone. Like they only, they're having trouble seeing you in the fucking corner, just like doing your fucking gun so silently. Un- uh, is there any like, uh, is there any bookkeeping that needs to be done before I move on? Like anything crazy you guys are doing? Ah uh, yes, according to my records, uh, Atticus owes Eddie thirty gold. Uh... Yep. <laughs> uh, I assume it's successful. Yeah. After, like, I, no one has a passive of fucking twenty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm pretty sure I have the highest, and mine's only twenty. Yeah, you're doing good. No, I, I meant the the long rest was successful. Yes, it was successful. Nothing crazy happens. I'm not gonna not gonna tear the carpet away from you guys. But like, as you guys take your long rest, look out the window, looking towards the Yell District, you see smoke in the air, like something is happening. And eventually, like Atticus, you're probably the first person to notice. You hear a lot of football uh, footfall outside as you see uh, elves looking around, and like uh, you see a, a woman talking to uh, uh, some random civilian, a human. Out on the streets that points towards uh, the hooker den, uh, hooker den where you guys are in, and we see this woman give a nod and begin to walk towards uh, your guys's building. Unless you guys do anything, eventually we hear a knock at your door. Yeah, I mean I'm gonna notify everyone before she gets there. Okay, I'll give you guys a couple minutes to talk about it. But yeah, a woman's heading to your door. There's a strange woman headed this way. What do they look like? Oh, uh, what can I see about them? Okay, so uh, with this woman, she is wearing like a uh, um, medium armor. Like uh, the best way to describe it is uh, there's some like it's half plate. It's half plate. And uh, we we see like a uh, bow on her uh, back and like a, a saber on her side. It seems like uh, she's mil- uh, trained in the military or at least uh, has experience with uh, uh, dangerous situations. She seems like she could be trouble if she wants to cause it. Then it means then we can't just take them lightly. I have a solution if that might help. Mm. So I think Eddie can converse with them. And then Atticus, I think if you want to protect Eddie, Mm. you find your spot a usual high end, you know? Yes. And then I can disguise myself to be anything so I can... Be with Eddie as well. Mm. Yeah, so I'll climb up. I'm guessing there's probably like a window of the second story or something that I could climb onto the roof. Yeah, you can do that. Main thing, though, we will do this if you're okay with this, Eddie, is that we tried no bloodshed. We already went through a lot, and I think we're already in a good spot to move forward. So I trust that you can de-escalate things. (laughs) I was like, well, if things escalate, I... Definitely know a way to de-escalate. He taps his gun. Mm-hmm. I understand, but no. Yeah, no. <laughs> so Eddie will look at Sears just like, well, I guess so long as, like, Eddie doesn't think they'll hurt me, I don't think things will escalate. Yeah, he's guarding the door. That's why I'll come with you, because then I could also assess. Mm-hmm. 
Although I won't come right away. You see Seer with like a there an orange potion in her hand, just kind of holding it. Mm. If it's someone mysterious and whatnot, and they don't trust us too much, I can change how I look a bit more in detail. Mm. So do you look like a Genasi, or are you Oh, I look like a Luya, but I have the hat on. Mm. So if someone reads magic, they could see that I have a magical hat. Mm. But uh, the potion will bypass that problem if someone can see you through magic. Anything else? I'll take that as a no. We hear a knock on the door. Uh, Eddie, seems like Hetty isn't stopping this person. Okay, so uh, Eddie will just like, uh, it's like, uh, walk up to the door and open it. You open it, and you see a woman at the door. She has uh, one of those, uh, yeah, no, let's say she just has short hair, and it's like uh, a gelled back like a ducktail. Yeah, there we go. No, I like that style a lot more. So she has uh, short hair. Uh, Her helmet is underneath her arm, uh, armpit, and she looks towards Mega, who, uh, you you technically have a shield, right? We just don't include it with the flavor. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, looks towards uh, Moo. Looks you up and down, clicks her tongue at the way you look, and throws something at you. Do you catch it, or do you avoid it? Um, depends what they're throwing. If it's a knife? Probably not. <laughs> it's big. It's hard to react. It's not like a sharp object. It's just slightly big. Uh, hold on. Let me roll a d20 in my brain. In your brain? <laughs> I catch it. You catch a shield. The fuck? Yeah just says to you plainly you shouldn't be in fights with other proper arms. She strides into the room and I think uh, she looks at everyone in the room, Mavet, Aluya, Mega, or Eddie and uh, Seer and just goes did you save the elves from the purple district? Yeah, that was us. Looks towards Moo for acknowledgement. Indeed. I try to patch them up. Gives you a nod. Gets on and uh, yeah. I think she gets on a knee and gives you guys a night a night's bow and just goes, I can't thank you enough for what you've done. Thank you. Thank you. On behalf of everyone in town, thank you. You see her gritting her teeth. She's not used to this kind of activity. Well, we're not finished quite yet, but we were kind of hoping to finish it today. Slowly stands back up and she says, I'm glad we're on the same wavelength. Why I came up here to talk to you. Just... Arms behind her back. Pleased to meet you. I'm Bellis, previous captain of an elven troop before I was captured. Clicks her tongue, looks away. Used to proudly hold up the banner of the Primeval Alliance, but again, hesitating. We were ambushed, captured. Some of us were sold into slavery, some of us into forced labor. The rest were killed. I don't like talking about these kinds of things but i feel for what i'm about to ask next it's good you get to know me at least a little bit may i ask who are all of you atticus are you still scoping up on the roof (laughs) well now since she moved inside he's scoping up on the ceiling (laughs) (laughs) uh with uh i'm not gonna Uh, roll me one more stealth just because this is a new activity she did not. It is not natural to immediately look up when you go into a room. You, you get the you get the feeling she's just not acknowledging you. <laughs> it, it's another one of those embarrassing moments where you think you're hiding really good, but you're really not. Is like you you should have hid like 
towards the uh, corner in the ceiling towards the door, but you did like one of the corners where you Well, I also meeting. think part of it is Atticus isn't necessarily yeah. trying to hide. He's just not making himself known. It's kind of like his purpose is to make sure if things pop off, they don't go badly. And mm-hmm. I think having him known maybe makes the things less likely to pop off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just looks at you, sees what you're about to do. Doesn't say anything, just looks at you. Now, have we heard of the, what she's from, the Primordial Alliance? Yeah, the Primeval Alliance, yes. Like, uh, uh, we've, uh, uh, again, don't be afraid to ask me, because I I know that I don't shove this kind of shit down your throats, but I have mentioned it a couple times. Uh, Essentially, the Primeval Alliance. Even though I always wish. Yep. (laughs) Essentially, the Primeval Alliance, like, uh, is the opposition for your government. They are the enemy. Um, they're, uh, of, of, of my government or of the government that arrested us, the government that's arrested you. Um, but, uh, yeah, the primeval alliance is made up of Adontis, which are the elves, Lachis, which are, uh, the Triton folk, which is, would be uh, good old Eddie and, uh, Ispicost, which is made up of, uh, Goliaths. Basically their general mentality is the dead should be respected and not tampered with and that nature's growth is duty of all living creatures. Essentially, you know, anti-industrial. But uh yeah, like uh ever since uh, the fall of Drogue Port and the eternal night that's hovered over Juliano, uh Juliano's government has uh, made a uh, uh, basically a pact with other governments to essentially take over Adontis to steal their land and to basically make food to uh import to uh uh their uh uh government but you know it's under the haze of propaganda that you know elves are bad bad people hippies go team go (laughs) just a lot of bullshit lies to really push it forward all right in which case instead he'll just like look out the door just like uh give a thumbs up like good job hetty and then like uh (laughs) closes the door how much experience do all of you have any kind of military organization. Ordering troops, giving orders. You, you've made substantial turns in the city. I have 61,430. Days or years? Amounts of experience. Instances, gotcha. And gives you nod. I am able to run triages as well as being able to manage large groups of people that can help aid others that are severely injured. Excellent. And looks towards Eddie. I'm not allowed to talk about it. Thinks about the interactions you had with Hetty. Good enough. We have an issue. I first want to say I am thankful for your quick thinking to put up the walls. Prevent casualties. That's good. We we managed to avoid great losses to citizens and armed combatants for our side. There is an issue, though. In the old district, those freaks are up to something. I'm actually a little bit worried and looks towards the yeah happy the old man child is is that who i think it is uh, that little dude's happy feels the wall and like if you guys ever do feel the wall it it's very similar to the material imitates but if you just put enough pressure in it you can slightly it, it feels like rubber impressive very impressive i'm not sure about all of you but I am fucking sick of the circus. I am. Everyone is. I I don't wish to hurt these citizens. I don't wish for my men, my women, 
to die. And I'm sure as hell not going to wait to see what they're cooking up. Information and intel aside, we're in the dark. And unfortunately, I can command troops, but what we're up against, the amount of people, creatures, things outside of that wall, I don't think I can do it efficiently enough by myself. And I sure as hell don't think that none of my men are capable of making tactically sound decisions in combat. So I'm here with a gamble, a bet. Seen what you've done around these uh, around town. I've seen some of the crazy stunts you've done firsthand. I think you're our only shot. And I think she gets on her knees, puts her head to the ground, and I think she makes a quest out of all of you. Would you be willing to help lead us into combat to kill these these fuckers? And I imagine we have like a telltale moment where like time slows down for a moment. Everyone's looking at one another. And this is your choice. Would you like to lead forces into a combat? Or would you like for them to fend for themselves? Seer's answer is very simple. Basically, Seer would be like, I am not here to slay. I'm here to help. So what I will say is this. For the others, you do as you will. But for I, I will preserve as much life as possible from all casualties. Mm. So I will not go against pushing people out, but I am here as a preserver of life, not a taker. Winces at that response. If you guys want, you can talk above the table as well. Time's slowing down. Time is slowing down, Mega. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't sure if, like, uh, if we were just, like, in a... Like, specifically between Atticus and I, if we were just, like, in a staring contest of who's gonna speak first you can yeah you can say that you guys are in a little bit of a staring contest whoever speaks up speaks up well i don't really mind killing except for the ones in charge of this thing i can't really do anything with except slap them on the wrist i guess mm-hmm. they get the mention of Thimereth happy chimes in before the dm forgets to mention this yeah he's very He's pretty dangerous. He he can do some very crazy things. I think I think uh, Bellis, her head tilts one eye, looking at Happy at the mention of that. Eddie, you're yeah. You're not going to get hurt, are you? Like he'll kind of like uh, give a dopey smile at that's like like oh come on little dude, you don't need to worry. I'll never get hurt as long as Eddie's with me. Like uh, hikes a thumb over and like. Uh... Uh, like Eddie just like peering over Eddie's shoulder. I think he says, but he can do what you can do, but better, scarier. He can point at people and turn them to ash, looks down. And that's pivotal information I'm going to give to you guys just because you guys recruited Happy. Uh, Thimreth is capable of the disintegrate spell, which has a good chance of instantly killing, I believe anyone in this fucking party <laughs> if they fail. Yeah, well, you see, little broth, that's the thing. Just because he can do it better doesn't mean we can't work around it, right? All we gotta do is put our heads together. He's scary. He, it's hard for me to keep track of him. Just sometimes he's there and sometimes he's not. And again, the last bit of information that I feel like you guys have earned by taking this route is Simrath is also capable of casting teleport. 
two issues at hand. One very good offensive spell and one very good exit spell. That should be under consideration for whatever you guys do next. But again, uh, that's all I'm only to give you with Happy. But uh, the woman is still looking towards you guys as Eddie talks to Happy. Yeah, but all that aside, though, like uh, uh, looking back over uh, to the, I guess they refer to herself as like a former captain. <laughs> uh, I made a promise to Happy that I would do anything I could to make their dream come true. And that dude's bad news, so I'm going to make sure he can't get in the way of that. Mm, I hear one yes. One, I'm not going to kill anybody, so abstain. <laughs> Look, I'm playing the doctor role really well. Yeah, this is yeah, this is a good crossroad. Like it, it is leading like uh, troops and giving out orders the same as killing people with your own like hands. It's it's a dilemma. I'm very happy with how you're handling it, Atticus. Well, I'm more than happy to kill those who need to be killed, but you see, there are certain rules against me killing certain people in this situation, so I can't really do it without permission. Looks her tongue. We don't have time for permission. Now is the time to act. <sighs> Who do you have an issue with killing? Unfortunately, I cannot kill Thimrath or his... my stupid cousin or his big brute of a friend or the little one. Takes in deep breath. Then can I at least ask you to help us kill those damn Genasi? Don't love how you put that, but I will kill the minions. Yeah, no problem. Good. Gives you a nod. Looks towards Mavet and uh, Aluya. Will you join our cause too? We fade to black with that. <laughs> if it will make me fruitful. Let's uh, assume that Aluya and Mavet have uh, given their answers, and I'm going under the assumption that a majority of the party agreed to this. Like, uh, I, I imagine that uh, you guys uh, leave the Red District, go into the Green District, and before you guys is a wall that Atticus uh, uh, set up. It has Garth, uh, Gothic architecture, and we see a troop of uh, a good, yeah, I would say good, like, uh, 50 or 60 elven soldiers that are like prepped up for combat and as uh, Bellis comes around she uh, looks back at all of you and just says we have a lot of arms in this fight but I need to be able to direct all of the troops to be cooperative and to use smart tactics I've seen the teamwork you guys have done in uh, uh, combat let's hope that your experience is transferable and as you guys begin to talk meet the troops shake hands and uh, get ready but uh let, let's talk about your uh, troops first off we have the elves that are uh, standing arm like uh, all wearing a uh, blue we see blue cloaks we see shields bunch of crazy shit eddie when you and hetty entered this district something strange occurs like i want to imagine like uh we have a camera shot Maybe, yeah, a camera shot from deep within the alley as you walk by. And we see, like, a, a corpse from the previous fights that happened yesterday begin to jiggle and move. And as you begin to walk towards these uh, elven soldiers, just looking behind you, you just see four, then six, then eight 
then 12, then 14, and 20 of these, yeah, undead, partially made of smoke, partially made of meat, so uh, fallen uh, civilians and soldiers following your footsteps. As another asset to this war is Hetty. How does the uh, soldier that is all about the preservation of the natural order react to this army of the undead? Yeah, uh, she's not very happy. In fact, uh, she does look towards uh, Eddie and Hetty and go, what is the meaning of this? Oh, like, that happened after I put this on. It's kind of like, puts up his hand and like, uh, like uh, displaying one of the rings. She looks very disgusted and she bites her lip, looks over towards the wall, through the gate, looks towards the tent that is like pushed against the newly formed wall. Tightens her eyes, closes them. Damn it all. Will they obey? Yeah, they've been doing everything I say so far. And at, like, Hetty at that moment makes a gesture with his hand and all of them bow towards you. Yeah, like that. Woodland Court saved my soul. She just mutters under her breath. Deep down, I'm still for the cause. I still fight for the elven rights. Sometimes we have to make an exception. And you see that all the elven soldiers are very uncomfortable at this decision. In fact, you probably hear a few, like, uh, soldiers deep within the ranks just going, Oi, this ain't right! This ain't right! Can't have those freaks! Just yelling from within uh, the crowd. A few others, uh, like, murmuring in agreement. A couple others just uh, trying to hush them. And a few others just, you know, stay, uh, just whispering. But we need them. We need them. Seems like uh, just the mere presence of Hetty and his troops have uh, caused a little bit of uh, a discourse within uh, the union of uh, your elven troops. Does Eddie do anything to pacify them? Just uh, looking over uh, at the group, he's just like, like, I totally feel the vibes that you're all putting out, but like, one of the reasons why like, all my buds and I came here was to like, fix problems like these. We're thinking the problem might just fix itself once we take care of the situation, so like, can you put up with it a little longer? Persuasion check. Um, this time at disadvantage, just because it's, it's a very core, like, philosophy with uh, their kind and culture. Unless you have anything to uh, uh, go against that disadvantage. Uh, all Eddie really has is chill vibes, so... <laughs> <laughs> chill vibes. Okay. Uh, where is that? Oh, there it is. I'll give uh, Eddie some guidance on this, though. Yeah, just to put it out to Moo. Everyone hates you and your kind. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean can, can you blame them like specifically in this scenario where you're in a prison of a town no yeah no so i don't know gray do you want the uh the 23 or the 20 how about you take the middle finger damn it uh, how about i make it even go higher and it's 28 yeah fucking it's it's good enough so good basically enough. Basically, I just feel like the the sheer power of Eddie's chill vibes just like uh, resonates. Um, next off, we uh, see uh, people begin to enter. Like uh, from the houses, we hear creaked open doors. We hear uh, the red district, uh, like a uh, uh, just an avalanche of footsteps. And you just see like uh, people with torches, pick uh, pitchforks, like uh, 
just all sorts of ram- uh, random farming equipment. And you just see a man walk up. And he has a, a bit of a, a blue-collar kind of, uh, uh, yeah, vibe about him. He's a little bit slunched over. His hands are super calloused, uh, square hands, bit on the shorter st- uh, side, but he's built underneath. He has a, a bit of a vest and like a, a white shirt holding up a torch. He just says to uh, uh, you guys as uh, as they approach, you fighting for our town? So yeah, that's us. You bleeding for us? Well, if everything goes according to plan, I mean, we'll be making them bleed for you. You open in the gates? Well, pretty soon, I guess, because otherwise people can't leave. And you just hear at, like, uh, uh, Eddie's response to that, like, just, a, a, like, a couple cheers, uh, some murmurs, a few, like, uh, uh, sharp whistles from the crowd. I, I can't have you fighting alone, can we? We ain't so defenseless. We ain't so weak. I fight for my wife. I fight for my children. And you hear, like, a couple other people in the crowd, like, saying the same thing. And even, like, some of the women in the crowd just saying, I fight for my children, and I fight for my deadbeat of a husband! Who somehow still didn't manage to get out of bed this morning. (laughs) And don't even get me started. I told them, we need to sharpen the axes. We need to get ready. There's gonna be a fight tomorrow. And he's like, no, I have to have a beer with the boys at the tavern. Worst off, he didn't even actually make some of the things that he promised days prior. Even though I asked him a week beforehand since we were preparing. And to top it all off, he never takes care of me after. Doesn't even look after the kids. Can't trust him to fight my battles. If a woman has to kill a man, she's gonna have to do it herself. (laughs) But yeah, you just see like, yeah, I'm gonna say like a couple hundred people with like the spine to fight with you. Although they're not trained in combat, they're, they're not... Uh, too experienced with killing people they want to join the fight and just I think uh, the leader the the head honcho of this group the balls to talk to you just goes alright then where do we go I think Atticus is going to purposely keep his distance from the army of people that no fighting experience about to go into battle because I imagine he can just smell the fear coming off of this yeah. crowd yeah it's that mob mentality a literal mob of people and just the smallest hint of urine. Yep. <laughs> Atticus, as you walk away, you feel sniffing on your right side, then your left side. Then, like, you feel trunk wrap around your waist and flip you upside down. And, like, coming in real close with two big ivory tusks. It's an elephant. He's just staring at you. Ready to go get your peanuts. You hear the horn of its uh, a trunk as it just fully extends with you still on it. <laughs> and imagine at this point Atticus is now standing on the trunk, so he's just like upside down, of course. Yeah, it gets on its hind legs. We hear like uh, the trunk horn and it slams back on the ground and right next to like uh the elephant are two owl bears that uh lost you arm wrestling competition with uh, uh Mavette. And they just beat their chest in unison. And finally, let's see. Like, uh, you guys see from the distance. It, is that Ma Vet? No. A little bit bigger than Ma Vet. A lot bigger than Ma Vet. As you see a big stomp 
and another stomp and another stomp like the camera zoomed in on the legs we see branches hitting the ground flat feet much like an elephant's uh, 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 leg and as we zoom away and zoom up we see like these creatures made of branches and trees vines and moss acting as their skin we see these golems walk up to Mega, Seer, and Atticus. And there is a sticky note on the golem. An em- I should say envelope of sorts that can be opened and looked at. Although any- part of me like the idea of the sticky note, though. Just yeah, like, uh, sticky note, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we could go sticky note. <laughs> Love, <Yeah>. Mom. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Is there like a, a seal on it or anything? Yeah. You feel like you've seen it quite recently. I guess I'll open the letter. Yeah. And it says, as the header, Dear sweeties, I have grown so happy of the initiative that you're taking in the town. And I thought I would just lend a hand to my little sweeties. Make sure to tell Mavet that I found his brothers and sisters. And they seem very happy to meet him. Make sure none of them get too hurt, but they're willing to lay their lives down for you. Love, Velma. And there's a heart. And then uh, Aluya throws up her hands, like uh, swearing up a storm, and just like uh, walks away. You son of a bitch! How dare you! <laughs> I just, I still remember them just screaming, "You son of a bitch! How dare you! How, how you, you, you witch!" This is the well situation all over again. <laughs> I should have never trusted you. I should have never had dealt with you, you piece of crap. Ah. The main objective of this combat is to either disable, neutralize, or completely annihilate <laughs> your opposition. Because these people don't want these fucking entertainers in their town anymore. If you want, if you guys have motivational speeches, any kind of tactics you guys want to set up or do, now's the time to speak up. You guys have many people at your uh, beck and call. So I think Atticus will try to, because he's seen some of his relatives do it before battles. He's not really one that's normally in a full-scale battle like this, but he's going to try and bring down the soldier's fear. Kind of like take it in on himself. Make me a wisdom save. Or, yeah, wisdom save. Is that that one? Your troops have no longer have fear. And explain this, Atticus, because you went way too far. Like, and I need to stress out, even for the audience, fear is a necessary emotion for self-preservation. It exerts caution. It can help save your life. And that was taken away from these people. Yes, it will help them in the fight, but they'll be a lot more reckless. Animate this. Atticus <laughs> is just like, okay... Well, I think I'll just give them a little bit of an edge on this fight. And as he starts, he's just like, well, I mean, a little bit more won't hurt. And then a little bit more. And uh, pretty soon he just is kind of almost, kind of his eyes almost roll back as he's just didn't expect there to be this much of it. And it kind of like breaks the floodgates and it all just kind of rushing in really fast. All right, just to uh, list off uh, your troops, you got 50 elven soldiers, 20 smoke genasi, 200 people in a mob, three animals, 10 golems. And afterwards, Atticus is just ripped because of all the power he's absorbed. 
because we didn't address this last time. Make me a history checks here. Okay. As my throat dies. Mm-hmm. Um, I will flash a genius stat to make it at least a 14. 14. I'll, uh, I can give you this much. Um, obviously with the last encounter, um, you've seen a, uh, a fire genasi breathe fire. Uh, even with, uh, like, uh, tools in hand with, like, uh, alcohol or oil or whatever he used, that was still not natural. Something is wrong with these genasis. Something is, they're augmented in some way. So in other words, Seer has a reason to investigate the area, or investigate further into it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Seer will keep that in mind and make that actually one of their priority go- um, goals. But yeah, it, I feel like it's getting towards the crack of dawn. We see uh, smoke in the air, uh, specifically from uh, the Yell District. What do you guys do to prepare? I'm going to allow you guys just a couple things to set up. You guys have done this. Like, how do you guys want to organize your troops? What do you want to set up? Palisades, uh, more walls, traps. Do you want to bait them in? Or are you going to be, like, uh, breaching outwards? What's the tactics you guys are going to use? Now, so, like, how much time do we have? I'm going to say, like, we have an hour before everything breaks down. Uh, It's a good time to get the troops ready, set anything up. If you guys have anything crazy you want to do, now is the time. I'm going to have Rascal go scout ahead. Over the wall? Over the wall. Makes Is he... Okay, I need to ask a couple clarifying questions. Just up in the air, out in the open? Not out in the open. They are, they're they're a stealthy little creature. How how are they uh, getting away from like open view? That's the biggest question I have in mind. Well, they want to just do an overview fly. They would basically kind of like fly to the closest thing that they could just kind of like yeah. get close okay. to, and then kind of like peek over corners, and then jump to the next area. They kind of just peek over corners, basically just like hop to hop to hiding spot next to next. Make make me stealth check. They disguise themselves as a Chinese balloon. Uh, anything you'd like to do because bad shit's about to happen to your familiar. Uh, anything. Let me look at my spells. Can I justify myself casting the enhance ability on my familiar to get at least give it another roll? Hmm. Didn't say it beforehand, but I, I'm a very nice GM. I am very very nice DM. If 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 you're spending that resource, I'm not gonna stop you. I will burn the resource. Yeah, go right ahead. Wow. Watch me roll another six. That's an 18. Yeah, no one has a high enough uh, passive to uh, uh, look it over. So let's give you some information. How's that sound? Make me a perception check. I will do it as Rascal. Yep. Come on, Rascal. You see that there's a lot of hastily made like uh, mounds of clay, and it seems like they made cheap furnaces. And, like, as you take a closer look, you see, like, uh, they're coating their weapons in something. That is the most information I can give you. Sucky, too, because I have a passive perception with Rascal of 16. Hmm. Wah. Wah. What I will have Rascal do, then, is keep watching them for a little bit longer. Yeah, this is what I want you to do. If you want to get more information, I will allow another stealth check. And then you can make an investigation and give you more information. If that's... If that sounds good for you. Otherwise, like, uh, what, what you're doing right now, you're not going to gain more information. I'll have them do another stealth check since they have the stealth ability. Okay. And then I'll do the investigation. Yep. Make a stealth and then do investigation. Wow. Rascal who? With a natural 20, 25. Question is, do I roll investigation through Rascal or through my character? Um, I would assume through ra- uh, Rascal. 
Okay, rascal, you're not a smart thing, but you can at least make things work. 13, at least it's not too bad. Um, you see that, uh, at what they're coding over their weapons seems to be very strange. In fact, like, uh, rascal investigates, uh, the liquid and where it's coming from and sneaking around, like, uh, the base. Like, uh, animate this for me. Rascal, basically making them bo- their body almost, like, flesh to the wall or ceilings or whatever is the location they're at and they don't clink or claddle they just kind of like just you know do like a quick like spider crawl Mm. across areas and they don't really have eyeballs exactly kind of like the bolts but the bolts will move kind of like to try to see where everything is Mm. and more importantly but they're keeping their mouth shut as they just kind of like are now just like staring at these strange weaponry Mm. And they move a little bit closer to the point where maybe they might be able to see more intricate details, the color, what maybe is the main component of what coats these weapons. I was going to say, before I make the reveal, um, Mega Atticus, is there any kind of preparations you would like to do? So kind of want to keep the suspense on that because that's a good finisher right there. Uh, You know what? I think Eddie would uh, take a little extra time to figure out the capabilities of the heady army specifically because mm. like uh he knows what heady can do but he isn't sure what the uh the air quote troops can really do or at least like what they are capable of i should say uh the uh the minions of the heady army yep <laughs> okay because cap- again he knows what heady can do but uh so here's what they're capable of doing you, you take a, a closer look at uh, these creatures, and uh, their capability is just their resilience, the, them as a uh, meat shield. It doesn't seem they're too dexterous. They can make simple slams and slashes. And it I want to say, Eddie, you're smart enough to realize how horrifying this is in a war setting, specifically like just tapping into a sentient calamity following a battlefield the idea of one side being able to bring back not only their fallen allies but fallen foes and direct them you have a feeling even if you're losing you're gonna gain more troops now the only concern during this combat isn't losing these abominations it's about hetty getting hurt because yes eddie the uh, uh echo knight isn't going to die but you guys were capable of destroying whatever Hetty is now you were able to destroy it before with the purple genasi uh, uh amalgamation and the same applies to whatever eddie is using as its host biggest thing is not breaking off that link you want to keep it strong we see smoke trail around the body so long as he stands victory is assured at least for the party. It might be a pyrrhic victory for uh, the citizens if they all die. <laughs> Obviously, it's a great combination with the fact that now none of them have fear. Yeah, so you you, you just have a weird sensation, Eddie, that something isn't right. Like, with, with these people not having fear, with the like natural ability to raise the dead, this might turn into a nightmare. That might just unfold in reality for you. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the, an outsider showing up to this battle, seeing yeah. 
an undead army with these giant tree monsters and people with no fear running at a bunch of entertainers. I don't know how we look like the good guys in this situation. Yeah. Look, the entertainment industry is rough. Uh, you know, it's a very dog-eat-dog uh, kind of industry. Genasi, Genasi yeah. world. Being a <laughs> necromancer is much more humane. <laughs> Have good health benefits. And life insurance. <laughs> um, but yes, Eddie, is there any kind of preparations that you want to make? Like uh, You did uncover a bit of information. If you want to leave that as uh, your little preparations investigating your uh, subjects, that's perfectly fine for me. Uh, like, uh, just like, uh, I think like the, the one last thing related to that. Um, yep. It's like, uh, how well do they seem to see? <laughs> Not at all. They seem like they're blinded. It It's, yeah, I would say it. they're relying on guidance, but doesn't seem like they're fully aware of what's around them. They don't seem to actually be looking around. They are just following strict orders, and if those orders were to stop, they'd probably be in a stasis of sorts. Like, these are puppets that need to be commanded. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's good to know. I, I already have a few ideas for, like, uh, when things actually go down, but uh, I just needed to know that kind of stuff yeah like just keep yeah keep it like uh going on in your head atticus what are you doing to pr- uh, prepare like uh I, I should probably even go so far as to ask uh moo are you like uh what are you like uh, what troop are you going to attribute yourself to like uh you might not be leading them but uh what would i pair you with because you got the common man you have the elven soldiers you have like uh, the circus animals the golems and hetty mm. so I actually would, I think in this case, you know, it's this, that's what makes it funny in my end. It's like, I want to not help anyone. So it's like, you know, I understand why you guys are angry, but you're telling me that you're going to kill all my people. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to have to pick one, sadly, it'd be either the common folks or the elves, since I can actually help do triage. Okay. Yeah. This is just going to be important because I want like reference points of where all the players are during this clusterfuck. But uh, yes, that's important. Uh, Eddie, I assume you're going to be with Hetty. Come as a pair. Um, yeah, plus, you know, like, uh, just the easiest way to uh, make sure that the, as you stated, the link doesn't break. Yeah, yeah. Um, Atticus, what I'll are you doing? I'll be with the animals. <laughs> After seeing my effect on the humans, I think I'm going to stay away from them. Okay, any kind of preparations you make, because... Uh, the elephant, the apes are getting a little angsty whenever they look towards the gate. Well, um, I guess I would uh, see if I could make like makeshift armor, especially for the elephant. Oh, like, that's hang some like find like broken pieces of wood and metal and just kind of like mm. attach it to him and maybe mm. put some like sharp things on his tusks and stuff like that. Uh, write that down for me because that'll be important later. Because during this combat. Like, all of the tokens you see can be lost during this encounter. You can lose the golems, you can lose the animals, you can lose the elves, the mob, you can even lose Hetty. This is going to be a hell of a fucking combat. But you guys are paving the way to attack Thimreth at the core. Now, let's uh, flash back to uh, Rascal to finish off with. Uh, you, you begin following along, and uh, you're familiar goes to, like, a... Not the big tent. Not the big circus tent that got pulled, like, in between uh, the blue and the green district and the yellow district, making a clusterfuck of a triad. No, it's a small tent. 
and you see like uh, a yeah like an apothecary type of person they have uh, a long jacket a bunch of vials and he has like a uh, a bucket in one hand and a bag in the other and as rascal follows and creeps we see like uh, this person is a stone genasi or i should say earth genasi because they have earthy skin uh with cracks and fissures on their cheeks and hands dust that constantly comes off as they walk and uh uh yeah i'd say uh corn rolls for uh hair and as uh you, you follow we just see his hulking back blocking whatever he's doing we see like a pair of vice grips go in and after a few moments you hear a scream as a tooth gets yanked out thrown in the bucket another tooth gets yanked out thrown in the bucket we see a spurt of red and crimson go against the tent fabric. After all is said and done, we see like a glowing, ye- yeah, a glowing yellow elixir, perhaps a poison, uh, a solvent, something gets poured into the bucket with the teeth, and we see it sizzle as it turns into a liquid. And as the Earth Genasi turns around with a vice grip around a tooth no no that's a fang and looking at the person tied to the chair without any teeth in his mouth is an elf and yeah i want to say like a a greenish liquid comes out like uh drooling over his lips dripping down his chin and we see the teeth go from baby teeth into adult teeth slowly growing back and it seems extremely painful as he is like uh, uh, tied to the chair like banging his feet around uh, moving his body around and screaming as these teeth regrow and you see fangs begin to pop out once more Seer, um, what kind of connection do you have with your familiar? Do they have to tell you directly or do you just know? In this case I just know Yeah this in this scenario, this is very reminiscent of Atticus. This is very reminiscent of Thimreth. You have a strong feeling. You don't even need to check for this. That this is a part of one of their kind, and it seems like Thimreth is using his teeth for something. Then it kind of hits you when you first met. Yeah, when you first met Happy, how how Thimreth was keeping them under control by starving him and. You look at the weapons, and you remember that most of the material in the city is made of happy. Then it dawns on you. They're creating weapons that can go through happy. I think we'll end there. This has been House Common Blood. The intro and outro music by Savik. Oh my dog. Any music and sound effects used in the episode are royalty-free. Credits can be found in the episode description. Please review us on whatever podcast listening app you happen to be using. And if you like us, tell other people. Word by mouth is best way for us to grow. Thank you for joining us. Eolus guide you.